Welcome to the first episode of this year of High Podcasting. I'm Dad, a podcast for dads by dads about being a dad. I'm your host and soon to be first time dad, Stephen, and with me this week is one of my oldest friends. Uh, like huge influence on me as a kid, uh, meter, uh, veteran, you know, marine through and through, one of the best people I know, uh, Tristan. So uh, we've known each other since I was, I think, eight years old. Uh, taught me how to fight. Taught me how to get hit and get back up. So <laughs> um, yeah. So you have four daughters. Um, what well, you said? Uh, you said the oldest is fourteen. How old is the youngest? The, the so the oldest is fourteen, followed by a eleven year old, and then the two youngest will be ten and nine in March. Jesus Christ! I will be thirty two at the end of March, and then my kid is due two weeks later. Oh man! Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'll trade you. Uh, the youngest two are, are Irish twins. They are a year and 15 days apart. Oh, Jesus Christ. So what is it? Like, yeah. March what? March 5th and March 20th. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, you have... I, th- I don't know if this influences your, like, the way you raise your kids or anything like that, but you were a Marine for... Still are a Marine. I know you guys are pretty proud of that. Um, you were a active duty Marine for how many years? Four and a half. So you were four and a half years. Do you think that that influences the way you raise your kids at all? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I say that because being, being, how do I phrase this? Being a dad is, is ultimately like the thing I am most proud of. Like being a Marine, joining the Marine Corps and listening to the Marine Corps and going through all that. Yeah, that's something that, that nobody can take away from you. That is a title, which is why we're so adamant about right. it. Um, Once a Marine, always a Marine. Dad, yeah. And being a dad, um, it supersedes that a million fold, man. Yeah. Um, the, the right hand of justice, I will smite you where you stand. <laughs> like it's, it's there. Don't get me wrong. It's there. And, and a lot of it just, you know, the girls start being ridiculous, and I'll just give them a look, and they're like, oh, shit, let yeah. stop. Yeah. Um, but that that's about, you know, about as far as it goes. My number one influence for how I raise my kids is to not do any of the shit that was done to me as a kid. Um, and I, I firmly believe that if there's something from your childhood that your parents did to you that you do not like, don't and do you it. want to break that cycle, you don't do it to your own kids. Right. Uh, that's one thing that I think I've talked about several times on this podcast already is the thing I want to do the most is, like, break generational cycles. Like, because I didn't have, like, good relationships with a lot of adults in my life. So, like, I want to build that with my child. And I think the best way to do that is to stop the things that, like, affected me so harshly with my kid. Yeah, gener- generational issues and generational trauma as a whole, uh, a lot of people don't see it until they're older. Mm-hmm. Uh, but typically it's it's when they're they're older and their kids are already grown and you're like, well, shit, I've already done all, the know, shit. all these things. And, you know, I was very cognizant about it. I, oh, Lord, I was 27, almost 28 years old, um, and I, w- I was adamant. Uh, all through my entire Marine Corps career that 
I don't want kids. I never want kids. Like I don't plan on having kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I got four. Right. So it's it's just like, well, all right, so much for that plan. Um, but when when we found out that she was pregnant, um, it, it was just like, okay, everything changes. It all stopped. It yeah. it, it, it stops. Every it's, it's no longer uh, about me and what I want and what I think and how I think things should be. Um, I became so enamored and, and so just focused on being a dad. And it was, you know, the, the first time I got to hold my, my girls, um, all, all the noise, all the, all the, the jumbling that happens inside of our heads, it just right. stopped. Um, and, and it really kind of brought everything into focus for me. And I became more interested in, what type of person they were going to be and like whose personality and what little quirks they're going to have and just watching them grow uh has, has really kind of just been my number one thing um everything else takes backseat to that right so were you one of those people that like as soon as you held your daughter for the first time like immediately in love with this child most important thing i <clears throat> no Yes and no. Like, I, I say no and it sounds really shitty that I No, it doesn't. No, like, yes and no. Brad, um, our first episode, he was like, no. Like, for both of his kids, it's like, it took me, like, a couple of months to a year to, like, feel that full-on connection with this, like, new human in my life. So, um, so for, for, for me, I, I say yes and no because when the, the first time I had him, I realized just how important, um, my my new responsibility and my new role is gonna be right um but i and i say that because you hold something so small it's so fragile it's so innocent um there there isn't anything in the world that you wouldn't do to to protect them and to shelter them and to make sure that you know again back to the generational trauma and things like that like i don't want that affecting my kids right but it also kind of clicks for you that you know i can't be those things for my kid unless I get to a place where I'm good mm-hmm. like, so yes they, they were the most important thing but me taking care of myself and, and you know my emotional and mental welfare uh, was the number one thing right so when you had your daughter it kind of made you look more introspectively like look in on yourself and see what you needed to change to be the best person for them yeah, because up until then, uh, and, and and you know this better than literally almost everyone else <laughs> on the planet. Like I was so selfish. Oh uh, yeah, I guess so uh, yeah, busy. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, outside yeah, of like, it, outside of like maybe ten people that you could name on both hands, everybody else could get fucked. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was what I wanted, when I wanted, how I wanted it, and how I thought things should be and mm-hmm. I, I realized that you know in order for me to be the best type of person and the best dad that I could be that that had to change I could no longer be selfish I had to be giving and and giving I have to give everything I am every every ounce of my being into being that mm-hmm. and so it just it, 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 having a kid is definitely a catalyst is that something like your mental and emotional and like your well-being is that something you still you're still working on like it's a constant journey yes yeah um i you know having having four daughters it's it's a lot i can imagine uh, yeah uh, 
but you know, I, I, I take time out of every single day. Um, and the most important thing for me is when I get up uh, and I look in the mirror, it's, are you happy with who you are? And if right. you're not, what can you do today to change it, to take a step to make that better? Uh, and then at the end of my day, I will look back in that same mirror that I looked at, uh, and I ask myself the same question. And if the answer to that is no, then okay, cool, we got some readjusting to do. Right. But if the answer to that is yes, then it's it's very much a a self gratification sense of okay, right. We move on that. Let's let's move another step. Right. So, following up on that, how what are some steps that you take to like make sure that you are getting yourself right like making sure that you're still okay you're that you decompress as a dad uh so i i have a in the back of my house i have this like 60 foot tall king crimson maple uh tree and that's my worry tree uh, and what i do is every single day uh, that i come in from work i go out back and i have a conversation with my tree and it's just me offloading right uh and Heather knows and the girls know, hey, you know, give, give dad 30 minutes outside with his tree. Uh, and I will offload all my burdens and everything that that went wrong that day or, you know, things that irritated me, et cetera, et cetera. So that way, when I come back into the house, I'm able to focus on being dad. It is a, 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 a tangible, hands-on way for me to separate my personal life from everything else. Right. No, hell yeah. That's fucking awesome. And then the next day, before I go to work, I will get up and I will let the dogs out. And I go back out and I pick up my worries from my tree. Mm-hmm. And then out the door because I, I, I feel like it gives me it gives me a way to compartmentalize things. Yeah. But coming home and, and, and being irritated and frustrated with, with work or outside factors, it's not fair to my lady and it's not fair to my kids. Right. No, like your shit is your shit. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, like I, I decompress, I, I play video games and Yu-Gi-Oh and yeah. I'm, I'm still I'm still just a big giant popper. You're still playing um, Yu-Gi-Oh. Got it. Okay. Some of us have moved on, but I get it. You're still there. <laughs> hey. You know. What whatever you need. Like I get it. I still have like all my D&D books, like all of my Magic the Gathering shit, comic books, all kinds of that. Like I still play video games all the time. Like the Dead Space is coming out tomorrow. Um Hogwarts Legacy comes out in two like two a week and a half. Yeah, man. I'm yeah, all about I, it. I, I want the I want to go buy the, the Hogwarts Legacy and just run around hitting everybody with Crucio and call it a day. Yeah, man. Like, Avada Kedavra. Get him the fuck out of here. Talk shit, Hufflepuff. I swear to God. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I, I get it, man. It's like, it's having that, hearing you say that, like, because, like, prior to this, I had, like, preconceived notions. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, Tristan's a fucking selfish dick sometimes. Like, that's who he was when we were growing up. Like, hearing that you are taking the steps, like, to make yourself better and to make sure that, like, you're not taking your stresses or your burdens out on, like, other people is, like, fucking awesome. I love to hear that. That's awesome. I fucking love yeah, that. Like, like I said, man, like, when, when – and, and you'll have that moment, you know, when, when your kid's born – Everything else just seems so trivial. Like it's 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 irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and and you start looking at things, and it, it, what really matters? What is the number one thing that matters? Yeah, it's uh, your 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 
girlfriend, wife, whatever she is. I don't know your guys' relationship. I think I don't know if you guys are married or not. <laughs> um, but like, it's like her and your kids. Like that's your main priority. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, well, unfortunately, fortunately, uh, really, it kind of just depends on how you look at it. Uh, when when I started putting myself and my family first. Um, it, it severed it severed a lot of ties and it burnt down a lot of bridges. Yeah. Um, and it's I'm okay with it. Right. I mean, I'm it makes you look okay with it. it makes you look back on like what relationships are really important. Like, what people do you need to associate with to continue being the best version of yourself? Yeah, and I I kind of view like our our little circle of friends. Um, you know, I. I it's no longer, you know, oh, well, you know, what, what can I gain from this relationship, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, okay, how do we grow this relationship? It's no longer transactional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, I was that way with a lot of people. Like, there's a lot of relationships where it's like, I don't, I'm one, this relationship isn't going anywhere. I'm not happy with where it's at. So if me and this person are no longer going to work together to make this relationship better, then I don't need this relationship. It's doing nothing but weighing me down. Yeah, and and I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. Like after you know everything that was going on, and you know those those relationships got severed, and, and those ties stopped being there. Um, oh man, it, it it felt great. Like I no longer felt burdened. You feel lighter. Yes, and like it's a like it sounds crazy to say it, man, but it is literally a physical like just instant de-stressor like yeah. it's, it's literally like a physical load has been lifted yeah it's like you like it's i mean people say that like you carry a lot of stuff on your chest or like you have like the whole world on your shoulders it feels like you're getting a lot of that shit just like lifted off and it's fantastic and like yeah and i i feel like a lot of that comes from this preconceived notion that you know, you a, a lot of people uh, inherently feel obligated that you know these relationships and things that they have, or you know things that have been formed throughout years, like they they feel like they're obligated to continue them uh, out of out of some skewed sense of loyalty or dedication or whatever or it like may be. Traumatic bonding. Uh, and, and, yeah, and mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is that is not true. Mm-mm. That is, that is not even remotely true. And the moment that people start living for themselves and what's best for them and their family uh people's true colors are going to come out yeah uh and it's going to rear its head and you know some some severances may be amicable others may be you know loud or argumentative whatever process it is that you know those those relationships take is it's oh man it's literally life-changing at the end of it like you had to look and you're like, okay, well, I'm better for this or I'm not. And yeah. if you're not, then you have to do take a few more steps, and that's all right. Yeah. Um, no, I, I love that. Um, what were some – so you're, you've been talking about it a little bit already. You had to, like, change from being this somewhat, like, self-centered, selfish person to a more, like, open, caring individual. Like, what were some of the other bigger changes that you had, like, that you didn't really expect would happen when you became a dad? Um – I, I, there's a lot of things I didn't expect. Um, there, there's, but there's a, it, it's. I mean, like I, I never expected like for the kid to 
throw up on my mouth, and it's just like, okay, I'm not going to throw you through a wall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gross, it's disgusting, but it happens, man. Um, no, I, I, I mean, literally, there's hundreds upon hundreds of millions of things that, like, I didn't expect. I never expected um, to have kids, let alone to have four, specifically daughters. Right. Uh, and the... Oh man, he's talking about mood swings and the back and forth. And do you feel like, that you having four daughters is because of all the, the um, shit that you put your mom through? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I think me having four daughters is karma's way of saying I got you, you bastard, for the way I treated women earlier in my life. Right. Uh, and the shenanigans that I pulled while I was in the Marine Corps. Um, and the, with that in mind, it's just like, you know, honestly, like if if there was a boy in my one of my daughter's lives that even remotely tried to pull half like the a, shit that you did, not even half, bro. Yeah. Like you, you get down to like a, a 64th of this shit uh-huh. that I pulled like I'll. I'll bury you in the backyard. Yeah, there's a um, tree back there you can bury him under. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, you know, I never, I never expected, um, like, don't get me wrong, like, as parents, like, we get, we get frustrated. Right, with, yeah. With our kids. Um, and, but the one, the one thing uh, that I was pretty adamant about is I refused, refused to treat any of my girls like kids. Right. I treat them for what they are. They are young human beings that are growing and learning. They will make mistakes, they will succeed, and they will fail uh, at any given task. But to sit there and to try to babyfy that or to, to play it down, I, I don't do that. Um, I have full-fledged conversations with my girls. Um, and it's, you know, some of the shit's uncomfortable to talk about uh, because it's, it's oh, my God, Dad, like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's other times, like, you know, my girls know that anytime you need me, anytime, right. doesn't matter what it is, where it is, uh, the oldest, she's 14, she'll be 15 uh, later this year, but it's like, I want to go have sleepovers, and I want to go do this, and I want to go do that. And she knows that if... <clears throat> she's there and she feels a certain kind of way she doesn't want to be there anymore but like you know how teenage girls are teenagers in general it's like well if I leave like they're going to make fun of me blah blah right. blah uh, if she knows just, all she has to do is, is shoot me a quick little text with an X on it right uh, and I'll call her is that like your guys that, that's your guys like code thing like you guys send that and that's like hey I don't want to be here anymore like make it look like I'm not the reason yeah yep and I will call her I will start yelling at her loud enough for her friends to hear. And if you didn't clean your room, you didn't do this. I'm coming to get you, blah, blah, blah. Right. Just so she saves face. Right. Uh, each one of the girls gets a get-out-of-jail-free card once a year. <laughs> uh, um, so no matter what it is, whether it's it's, it's it, it, something stupid or something, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's going to bite you in the ass in a couple years, man. It's going to bite you in the ass in a couple years. Probably. Again, like, you know, by, by doing these things... Um, our hope is that we can foster a relationship with our kids to where if they ever truly are 
in trouble. They feel it's okay to reach out. They feel it's not just that it's okay to reach out, but it's safe. Right. To reach out. Your ultimately our goal as parents is to protect them and make them feel safe. Yes, but we're also raising, attempting to raise productive, contributing members to society, not a bunch of assholes. Fuck. Yes. Fuck yeah. No, I, I said that to somebody uh, in one of the earlier episodes. I was like, yeah, no, I, we, our biggest thing is, like, we don't want to raise, like, yes, we want a kid who's happy and healthy and loves their childhood, but we want to raise a, someone who's going to grow up to be a good adult. Like, because I see kids, it's like, oh, your parents never told you no. And that's very clear. Right, like, I just I just seen this thing on TikTok. Uh, it was a little, it was on my FYP, but... Yeah. Uh, it was, it was talking about how, like, this, this person seen this mom. It was just, you could tell she was just at the end of a rope. Uh, and, and basically it was saying that, like, parents need this, like, silent, like, head nod thing to where a complete stranger can look at your kid and be like, knock it the fuck off. Hey, get your shit uh, together. Yeah, like, knock it the fuck off. Like, what are you doing? Right. Uh, and, and the reason for that is because it, it A, um, it instills a, oh, shit, like, uh, but at the same time, it's like, it, it, it puts it in that kid's head that while your parents may tolerate some of your behavior, the rest of the world is going to say, knock the fuck off. Right, like, you, exactly. You're not going to get away with that shit. Your parents are going to give you, on, let's put it this, your parents are going to give you more rope than you should be allowed by the rest of society. Yes. Like, that's, whether, like, whether you have strict parents or not, they're still going to be like, hey, I'm going to let you get away with this, but society's not like in i think that no i I think that's a good idea i think other i think there should be there's a there's a fine line like some shit should be handled in-house oh yeah most definitely yeah but like no sometimes you need help sometimes you need an extra hand yeah i mean and, and you see it no matter i mean it doesn't matter what your your background is i mean you can go to any store anywhere and you'll see inevitably a kid throwing a fit because mommy won't buy me this candy bar we were at kroger yesterday and i saw a kid and i looked at megan i was like that kid's an asshole (laughs) (laughs) wait so we we've read some like we've read like different parenting books and stuff like that and there's this one there's like this um approach it's like a french approach and stuff like that like bringing up baby is like the um name of the book but like we read it and like there's parts of it like in european countries the kids are like quiet they're like they don't like fuss all the time and shit like that but that's because they're being raised to be adults and not children and every so every time we see one of these kids like throwing a tantrum or something i look at her and like that's a bad french kid right there man like like yeah he's all right by american standards but that kid is fucked by french standards so we've been talking a little bit about like the I don't know how you're like raising your kid and stuff like that like or your four kids like oh yeah you want them to be productive members of society what was a moment like with any of your kids or all of your kids that like you've either enjoyed being a father you're just like fuck yeah I'm doing it right like I'm doing I'm being a good parent um I mean there's a lot man um you know the girls uh because again they're all girls right uh, the the oldest um 
friends and our friends like oh like you know, I don't I don't really have the money to go do stuff like that um, and my oldest is like that's okay I got you right uh, um, and she's like look she was like I, I earn this by doing chores and, and babysitting and things like that I want you to come with me because I enjoy your company not right. not for any other reason so like uh, seeing your so, kid be like a kind giving person is like that moment yeah um but then at the same time it's you know that that's the oldest and then the the 11 year old um you know she's she's doing softball and and things like that and watching her take you know a a full swing grounder from a grown man straight straight to her stomach right shake it off and was like all right send me another one it's just like yes so I want them to be productive, kind, caring, but at the same time, like I don't, I don't want them to be weak. Either. Yes. Um, so it's it's there's there's a lot of a lot of different examples of things like that. No, I get just, it. That's okay, yeah. There's no shortage of reasons that you don't feel proud of your kids. No, I wake up every single day proud of my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's again, man, like I can't I can't say it enough. It's it's being a dad is. The, the thing I'm most proud of. Right. How do you make sure that you are still making time for your spouse? Like, you have these four daughters, you're working full-time, you're still trying to have time for yourself. How do you make sure that you're still having time for your significant other? Uh, so, what we do, um, and it, it works for us, it may not work for, for everybody, um, we, so, I, I, I because I work the 223 schedule, she works from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's 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 little things, man. It's 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 trying to to keep up constant communication and over communicate. Right. Well, we at least at least once every two weeks, um, Kenzie will stay home with the other three. Um, she she'll watch the other three, and me and Heather will go out and we will do something. That's uh, just you guys. Yeah, it's just us. Whether we go hit the casino, or we go we go grab a drink, or we go grab dinner, or whatever right. it may be. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of times that's just like me and her going to the grocery store or something. Um, but it's it's time and, away from the kids where you guys can just be like with each other and enjoy each other's company. Yes, um, <clears throat> and it's it's arguably the most important time that I can spend. Right. Um, and and I say that because. You know when it, when it's all said and done, and the, the girls are grown and they move out of the house, and it's just going to be me and her. And what I don't want to have happen as we get older is for resentment and regrets to formulate because we weren't able to do the things that we wanted to do when we were younger, whether we go yeah. on a vacation or we go <clears throat> hiking or you know something like that. You don't want to grow up. You don't want all the like your kids be grown and out of the house and everything and like be living with a stranger. Yeah. And then, and, and that's, you know, that, that comes with that over communication part. And that's, yeah. that's something that, that I continually work on is, is because I'm very reserved and communicating my, my feelings and my emotional status with other people, specifically her. Um, Extremely but, difficult. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, you know, important is always a work of progress. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even even with little things, uh, over communicate. Yeah, just over communicate. As the sole uh, male figure in your house, uh, 
how do you make sure that you are like making sure that you're a positive role model for your four daughters? Uh, I make it a point to at least with each one of them once a month, we go do something. Just like you, uh, you and the one daughter, just like go on and yeah. do something. Nice. Yes. So prime example yesterday, um, Gabby was like, Hey, uh, who's my 11 year old. She said, Hey, can we go to the mall? And I was like, oh. Heather's like, I'm still working. And I was like, well, I'm off. Come on, let's go. Yeah. I'll take you. And she was like, Oh, can my friend come? And I was like, yeah, come on. Yeah. Like, I don't. I, so we, we spent five and a half hours out running around and we went to the mall and then we come back to our side of town. And she was like, well, you know, I'm hungry. And I was like, Hey, there's this fantastic ramen house up here. So, you know, we, we went and we got lunch together and then we went to another store and then, you know, but just, and, and even with that, just, you know, having conversations and listening to your children and the things that they're saying and where they're at and the things that they're thinking about uh, and, and providing meaningful, thoughtful feedback to that. Mm-hmm. Um, really, honestly, man, it's, it's, it's the highlight. It, right. it really is. Um, but maintaining that relationship and, and not just because I don't my girls don't feel like, oh, like, dad's obligated to do this. You know, You're doing it because you want I, to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. When, when Frozen came out, dude, like, I was I was that dad that was like, I got all four girls. I'm yeah. fine. Like, we can get a costume. Like, I, I'm dressing up as Elsa. I get um, it. I mean, Moana's the better movie, but whatever. I understand. I, my girls are older. I'm not disagreeing. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, the, the girls are hey can we put makeup on you and hey can we do your nails and it's just like yeah yeah right I I have zero issues with that I mean that was something that even like when I remember I mean you visited us whenever we lived in Columbus several times like I remember it was very much like you were still something that like while you are this strong like male figure you're still just like hey man look you still need to know how to like take care of yourself like take care of your nails like make sure you're cleaning yourself up like it's still very important things yeah yeah and my oldest was like you know like what are you gonna do if if you know somebody makes fun of you because your nails are painted and i was like well they're gonna look really stupid getting beat up by a guy with rainbow painted nails <laughs> exactly yeah yeah you know what i mean and if look if, if one of my girls wants to go and dance down the street and rainbow tutu uh, come on let's go yeah I'll, let's I'll get be it leading the dark. i don't right uh but you know even even little things like you know when we go places, like I will open the doors for them, and when we sit down to dinner, I pull their chairs out. Right. Uh, because I'm, I'm trying to instill in them that this this is the standard. Right. And if somebody is not willing to do the bare minimum, you don't have time for that in your life. Right. No. Like if they're if somebody's not going to take the time to make you feel special, then yeah. fuck them. Yeah, and, and, and I tell the girls, you know, like, with my work schedule and the sporting schedule and, and you know, Kenzie plays volleyball and she's in, she's doing club volleyball, which, holy shit, that is expensive. Uh, Gabby plays softball and then we got dance and gymnastics and, you know, but if, if me and mom are able to do all the things that we do and work the way that we work and I'm still doing these things, pulling the chairs out, opening the doors, you know, things like that. 
Uh, if I can manage to find time for that, so can someone else. Right, exactly. Yeah. 100%. You don't, you don't accept anything less. Yeah, if they feel that that is too much, then that person can go and find less. Yeah, they fuck chuck bricks. Right, exactly. Kick rocks, kid. I don't give a fuck. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so you've said, you've mentioned your uh, daughters, like, oftentimes will invite their friends or, like, have their friends go with you guys. Do you feel that your, um, like, you representing a good male role model extends past your immediate household? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we, so the girls, the girls' friends, um, you know, with Kenzie playing volleyball and, and Gabby doing softball and just school friends and things like that, uh, all, all the other parents know exactly who I am, what I'm about. Like, right. when your kid here, your kid is going to be treated exactly the same as my kid. Right. Now, with that, like, you know, you don't ever, if we invite your kid someplace, uh, you never have to worry about sending your kid over with money. Um, you know, if we want to go to Coney Island and your kid gets invited, like, you can expect that, you know, they will be fed, they will have things to drink, their admission's going to be paid for, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh, with that, though, um, with that um, also comes the understanding that if your kid fucks up, I will break my foot off in their ass just as fast as I will my own kid. Right. Uh, they're they're going to hear ridiculous sayings. They're going to hear uh, cuss words because I literally say fuck like almost every other word. It's hard not um, to. It, it's it's so expressive. I love it. It's the um, most versatile word in the English language. I get it. It's 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 so great. Um, but I and and again because you know these these girls and these kids, um, you know, maybe I and I, I'd like to think that my influence extends outside of my because I don't know. Some of them are being raised by single parents. From experience, uh, I can tell you it does extend past you. Well, you know, and, and, and positive or negative, um, but I don't, you know, the girls, the girls is friends all the time. Like they tell them, like, yeah, man, you guys are lucky. Like your parents are like super cool and laid back. And, like they let us come over and stay the night. They'll order food, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, you know, again, the same thing applies to them that applies to my kid. Like if my home is a place that you feel you can come and be safe, my door is always open. Right. So and then they know that, and it, it's to the point now to where if the oldest starts getting an attitude with her mother, like her friends are like, "You're you're being a fucking bitch. Knock it off." Yeah. So, you know, having having that nice little checks and balance is is it's like okay, yeah, like hey, we're we're doing it right. Yeah, it's it's looking back on like I said, you I've known you since I was probably like eight years old, but like there have been times where I like look back and I'm like, oh, like. Tristan was just, like, meant to be, like, a father figure, a father. Like, he was meant to be a dad. Like, whether he wanted to be or not, like, for the punk-ass kids in the apartment complex or for, like, other people who you were, like, hanging out with or spending time with, like, their kids or, like, younger people that you just knew. Like, I don't think my grandma could have fucking, like, handled half the shit that we put her through if she didn't have, like, you, like, be like, hey, knock it the fuck off or I'm going to take you to the farm and I'm going to put you in the ring and I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> like it's one of those things like whether you realize it realize it or not like i think that everybody in that like all of us younger guys like i know Corey grew up his dad wasn't around beers grew up his dad wasn't around 
me and Chris, like you were that, whether you know it or not, were that positive male role model that all of us needed and looked to, good or bad. I, I appreciate that. Like, that's just it. Wow. Like, like whether you realize it or not, you were practicing these things that you are talking about now, like being a dad and stuff like that, like with all of us punk kids that fucking follow you around like ducklings. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of that stems from um, God damn dude you got me tearing up fuck you good um, a, a lot of that stems from you know being being raised by a single mom man. right she you know she had three boys uh, <laughs> yeah I mean that was you know I don't I don't think we actually had regular furniture until we were in our late teens because we'd beat the hell out of each other uh, and break everything everything was um, a turnbuckle man but you know, I don't. I, I think that stems from not having my own father around. Right. Um, and you know, it was okay, cool. Like I with, with you guys, I I've seen a lot of younger me there. Right. Um. And it was okay. Well, you know, if all right, all right. Like they they need to know that like if they need help again, same thing with my kids. Like you know, if you if you guys ever needed anything, like I'd be there. Right. Uh, but at the same time, like I'm not. Whether whether you're my kids or not, like I'm not, I'm not afraid to break my foot off in your ass and tell you to quit fucking around. Yeah, I um, and, and I feel like that 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 type of male uh, role model for good or bad uh, has has kind of been lost. Um, yeah, like in, in today's society, and I, there is a softness. <clears throat> I I mean. I tell Megan all the time, I'm like, we need to bring bullying back to a certain degree. Like, some of these kids are getting away with too much shit. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, I do some dorky shit. Yeah, I was going to get made fun of. But you know what? I also knew how to throw throw a punch. So, it's whatever. Do what you got to do, but there are consequences to actions. Yeah, and that's something I express to my girls all the time. uh, Is that, hey, you, you are more than able to say whatever it is you want to say um however you better be ready to get punched in the mouth over it yeah don't Uh, like i don't we like i don't believe in like hitting kids or anything like that but like uh, discipline is something that needs to happen like you there needs to be natural consequences to actions yes and that watching the natural consequences happen as a dad it's just it's hands down the funniest most hilarious thing ever <laughs> uh because it's literally like five minutes ago i told you that that was gonna happen but dad doesn't know what he's talking about dad's right. stupid mom stupid blah, blah, blah. and it's just like fucking told you so play stupid oh, games man. we'll win stupid prizes that's yes uh no i, I didn't mean that like I, I was gonna punch my kid in the mouth no i know that yeah no I, I yeah no i get that yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it's like you know, in, in general, I, I I feel like you know I agree with you that like to a certain degree, like yeah, like uh, bullying needs to to, to make a comeback. A, a healthy dose of it, uh, I feel would in, w- within you know certain guidelines. A, a healthy dose of it uh, is is really just kind of good for the soul. It's uh, it, it one of the reasons that I think public school is better than private school is because you have less regulation. You interact with people who are completely different than you. And 
you're going to meet different attitudes, different approaches to things. So I think it helps you develop like different ways of thinking about things. So sometimes you, you learn very early. Um, everybody's different. Everybody comes from different backgrounds, uh, whether, you know, it, it's, you know, social, socioeconomical differences or, you know, religion, race, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, again, like the, the shit that like you can talk about and, and your little group of friends, uh, is, is, has the tendency, like you, like there's a probability that like you go running your mouth like that to other people, like they're going to beat your ass. Yeah. 100%. Uh, and, and you're going to be made fun of. And, and you know, it, it, the kids, kids can be cruel, right? Like we, we understand that. Like kids, yeah. kids inherently, like, you know, they just say a lot of shit, just trying to, you know, go the other one and, I don't necessarily think a lot of it's like the, the, the thought process is there that like, Oh, I'm going to say these things and hope that it causes like this person. To, yeah. Right. Like, you know, long-term like, like damage. Yeah. But unfortunately, like I, you know, again, it goes back to that, that softness, you know, these, some of these kids are just being raised. Just weird. Like, yeah. Just, just weird. Like I, like I, I stop putting your fucking kids on leashes. People. Thank weird. you. Fucking thank you. Yeah, you know, or or these parents that run around fucking with baby wipes and hand sanitizer and fucking every four seconds are cleaning their kid off and it's Your kid like, needs oh. germs. Yeah, no, let, let let them fucking play in the dirt. Let them eat mud, like let them touch bugs and worms and Right. If your kid wanna lick like if your kids wanna lick a toad, let them lick a toad. It's weird, but whatever. They'll only do it once, I promise. Uh, Natural consequences. I, you know, I, it's fucking like, Darwinism at its, at its finest. It's like, I think you probably know this better than most people. It's like, if you drink too much, you're going to throw up. Yeah. There are other allegories to that. Like, uh, if you hit somebody in the sack, you're going to get punched in the head. Um, yeah. Like, natural consequences. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens. Like, I, you know. Yeah. I mean, do what you got to do, but there are things that you, there's certain lessons that everyone needs to learn in life. And I think that a lot of, a lot of, from what I've seen, a lot of kids in today's society are being protected from those lessons and it's making them grow up a little weird. Um, they're, they're not learning things the hard way. Um, yeah. And, and what I mean by that is that, you know, growing up in, in, in the time frame that we grew up in, like you just said, you know, like you put your hands on somebody, like you're going to get your ass beat. Like you steal something, you're going to get your ass beat. Um, you know, you, you're rude, disrespectful, back talk, et cetera, et cetera. Like you're going to get your ass beat. Um, and, and so for us, like it, 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 it instilled a healthy dose of fear respect more more so respect yeah um and these kids nowadays like they're because i feel i can't i can't i feel like because a lot of that has been taken away uh you know these kids are being allowed to get away with murder there's there's a sense of entitlement i that like the world owes them something I think it has a lot to do with the free access to social media for young kids because they see these kids that are like 12, 13, 14 years old making like 
buku fucking dollars on like TikTok or YouTube opening boxes of toys or something. And they're like, oh, well, if they can do that, I the world should give me something too. Like, yeah, no, and, and, and unfortunately for kids like that, what they need to understand is that once they leave the confines and shelter of whatever little fantasy that they're living in, like the world is going to chew them up and spit them out. Right, you need that healthy, like, I think a work ethic. I think that's what needs it. I think that's what a lot of people are losing right now. Yeah, um, it, it drives me nuts. Uh, you said about the TikTokers and YouTube streamers and things like that. There, there was a point in time where my kids would literally watch that that dumbass. What's that? Ryan's World or whatever it is. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't have a kid yet. <laughs> Yeah, well, you'll get there. Uh, it, 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 he, he's like eight years old, and he made like four and a half million off of YouTube oh, in a year. I do know uh, what you're talking about, because he yeah, released think, a kart racing game on Xbox, Yep. and I uh, and, did not download it. <laughs> my, my kids are sitting there watching his videos, opening toys and shit, and watching these streamers play games, and it's just like, girls. You can play the games. We have fucking toys. Right. You guys have unopened toys. Like, we have... PlayStation, Xbox, you know, Nintendo's fucking Right, you guys are watching this kid like, play yeah. fucking Fortnite for 12 hours. You can go play Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. It's right there. Literally, it's installed. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, it's on my PlayStation and on my Xbox. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on both for us. Yeah. So. Well, but it's just like, I don't, they become so enamored with, like you said, that that easy access to social media and it's it's easier for them again it's that work ethic it's easier to watch somebody else do it than it is to put in the effort it's themselves. that instant gratification that we've baked in i remember seeing it like the transition the one thing that like about our generation that was really good is like we in our early years it was like all outside all the time like that's just what it was and then like about halfway through it was like oh technology is a thing now and then yeah. it's like we've seen it take over more and more parts of people's lives where like kids don't really fucking play outside anymore like we live in Covington no. and I see people like there's a school right around the corner that has a playground that's open all the time I see kids there maybe two three times a week and that's it so and that, well that's what makes our generation so different right is that because we, we're kind of like in the middle of it right like we were we were we're like that bridge yeah, it, and, and like that, that whole millennial thing, just like I, I prefer like the, the bridge generation because that's exactly what it is. Like we were young enough to see and understand the, the old school work mentality. Like you're, you're not fucking rude, disrespectful. Like you treat uh, adults with, with respect. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Right. You, know, you, you give be. respect to get but, respect. But at the same time, like we, we also got to see the advent of technology and the incorporation of you know the internet and you know streaming and, and things like that right. we got to watch literally from its infancy and dial up and, oh and my watch God. <laughs> yeah home uh, internet was not a thing when like i was like in the or early stages of my life we didn't have home internet until like 98 99 yeah, yeah I, I distinctly remember dustin telling me to get off the, the computer so he can make a phone call yeah yeah no i remember like I would pick up, I would start trying to log on to like AOL or something like that. And my grandma or something would be like, hey, I'm on the phone. You got to yeah. get off. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. I guess I'll 
just sit here. <laughs> but now, now it's literally everywhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have a phone that's connected to space. Yeah, that can create another internet hotspot for another device. Right, exactly. Infinite internet, it's fine. We are talking about, like, we've been talking about, like, that bridge generation uh, between, like, us and, like, my future child, your children. Do you think that there's anything from, like, your your mom or, like, the limited, like, adult relationship you had with your dad that's, like, been injured, like, that you, that applies to you, like, with your kids? Are there, like, traditions and stuff like that that have passed down or, like, grown past the generations? Um, I, obviously there's, there's some things that we're always going to carry. Right. Uh, and but for the most part, man, like, again, like, I just, you don't like what's done to you as a kid, don't do it to your own kids. You're, you're, uh, do you feel that you've kind of had to craft your own, like, you and your, um, your, your spouse have been, like, crafting your own parenting styles? Like, as these new things approach, like, as new problems come at you guys? Yes, uh, there, there's definitely a lot of on the fly and a lot of pivoting, um, and we, we do our best to maintain the, the same levels of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable uh, across all four girls. Um, and, you know, with Kinsey being the oldest, like sometimes like she gets the brunt of it. And because she's generally, you know, if she fucks up, um, she's the worst you know, one to fuck up in that way. Yeah. It's like, okay, well there's, there's, there's the project. Um, but okay, cool. Like how do we respond to this? Right. Uh, because whatever, our response is we are setting that standard for the other three right um and it doesn't matter who's who's older who's younger like uh, okay cool um but whatever our response is to that is is going to be the standard for at Um, least another what 10 years (laughs) i guess do you guys do you feel that like when you're making those judgment calls like you look like oh well this is how the nine-year-old's going to experience this thing 10 years from now. Uh, or, well, in this current case, five years from now, so. Uh, we, we take things, um, for what they are. Right. Uh, in that moment. Right. All of our girls know. They know. Like, no, no. If we lie, we're fucked. Right. Um, because, and, a, they understand that like we know when they're lying, um, but B, they also understand that like if, if if you fuck up and you're honest about fucking up, right? Like the the consequences of your actions are going to be less, yeah, uh, than what it is because now like not only did you fuck up, but now you're lying to me about fucking up. It's fucking up twice. Like, yeah, you're acting like I'm a goddamn idiot. Um, but what they fail to understand is that like there's not really a whole lot that they can do that like we haven't already fucking done. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Kenzie, our our oldest, like her, uh, she she has distinct friend groups. Uh, she has her volleyball group, and she she has some other little ruffians. Um, yeah. No. But you know the, the these kids are like oh like why don't you sneak out come hang out with us and Kenzie's like why the fuck would I have to sneak out all I got to do is ask my parents like it's right. stupid. Right, she was like, my parents have, have given me enough trust, and you know, I've 
earned enough trust uh, to where all I have to do is ask them. Right. And as long as, you know, I'm not staying out till, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning, like they're perfectly fine with me coming over and hanging out and, you know, till a reasonable time, whatever it may be. She was like, so why am I going to fuck up my good thing? Right. Exactly. So like they, they know, um, and it's, but like when they do mess up, like I, I, I think the last time when I'm got in trouble, um, this gives you an idea as to how my kids are. Uh, Gabby had gotten in trouble for something, and I told her, I said, hey, like, give me your phone, I'll go up to your room. Um, and she was huffing and puffing, and she started walking up the stairs, and like we have this like little L-shaped staircase that goes up. It's like four steps landing, and then yeah. it's 90 degrees and goes up. Um, but as she's going up that second step, like I just out of the corner of my eye, I see this little hand fly out. She fucking flips it the fucking bird. Right? <laughs> and I was like... Are you fucking kidding me? Get back down here. She, she was like, what? And I was like, did you really just flip us off? She was like, well, that's how I'm feeling. And if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it where you guys can see it. And I was like, shit, I can't even be mad at her. <laughs> she's not, she's not wrong. Right? Like, you know, like if that's, if that's how you want to express yourself, then fine. But right. Like, okay, cool. Like th- there's consequences for that. Like you're not just willy nilly, like going to flip off me and mom. Like that's not right. No. Um, so you know it was like alright cool like fine like that's how you feel like fantastic now you're grounded and you don't get your phone for two weeks which I you know people have their own different ways of disciplining kids and things like that but uh, for us like uh, they're girls they're social creatures uh huh I'm not gonna bust yeah. your ass but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take away your phone I'm gonna mm-hmm. take away your laptops I'm gonna take away your tablets now, now you are literally literally stuck like, nah. you, you don't have that outlet. Nah, man. You just um, got to take away the charger and watch the panic wash over them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, like, I, and even if they do happen to find a device, it's just like, you know, like when the girls are, if I'm at work and the girls are being silly or whatever, like right. they're messaging me. I have the, the Google Home right. app, uh, and the only person that has the Google Home app is me, so I'll just shut down the internet to the whole fucking house. Right. Uh Except for, like, if Heather's upstairs watching TV in the bedroom, like, it'll say, like, bedroom TV, and I'll leave that one on. Right, I have uh, access to my router through my phone, so it's just like, all right, cool, I can prioritize different devices and everything, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, no, I mean, it's it's interesting, It's but every single thing is different, and like I said, we try to keep that standard the same. So you're talking about, we touched on a little bit, like, discipline and stuff like that is there has there been a moment like as a father not even discipline related that's just been like like what's been like the hardest moment as a dad watching them grow yeah yeah like just watching them change and develop into their own person no because i realize um, that's a good part that's awesome yeah that, that, yeah. Is, that is an amazing feeling um but what I mean by watching them grow is, you know, we're, we're, they're, they're, they're past the, you know, they, they say that from, you know, newborn to five or six is, is fundamentally, uh, the most important developmental times right. of a kid's life. Uh, but watching them, uh, to, to me, uh, it was yesterday and Gabby was still four years old. Right. Uh, and Kenzie was six, uh, watching them grow is the hardest thing uh, as a father because I know 
and I, I see it and I understand it. You're not going to get that time like back. It. But watching them grow, there's going to come a point in their life. They don't need me as much. That's my biggest, like, the kid's not even here yet, and I'm still thinking, like, oh, man, like, my biggest fear is, like, one day that kid's not going to need me for something, and that's going to fucking body me. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I mean, I, I still got at least a good, at least a good 10, 12 years. Right. Uh, but it, it's it's there, um, and it, it's it's worrisome because it's, okay, well, who's going to look after you? Who's going to protect you? Who's gonna, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's. But at the same time, like, you know, it goes back to that. Like, they have to learn and they have to grow and they have to make choices. And, like, a part of being uh, a dad is making sure that you're, that they're able to, like, do that for themselves so that they don't need you to do it. Yes. They have to fall. Right. And they have to learn how to pick themselves back up because there's going to come a point. All right, Alfred. I may not like it to where dad and mom can't pick them up. Right. Physically or, like, emotionally, mentally, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, like I said, I got at least got 12 years and I'm still not ready for it. No, not at all. That sounds fucking terrible. Like I I just said that, like, that is my biggest fear that I'm not going to be able to do something for this child. It's fucking inevitable. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's like, oh yeah, that's going to happen. But like, fuck. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, So what's one of like the pieces of advice that you received about being a dad that you felt like you wish you would have known sooner time just take fuck the, it take the time make the best of it well no it's just not not even just making the best of it but you know like if you have time you have vacation time you have this don't time is the one thing that we cannot get back no it's the one come uh, on, it's the most you most like it's our truly un, only unrenewable resource. Right. And with that, you know, like, like I was, I was saying before we started this, you know, when things come up and, and work, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you, you miss out on a lot, mm-hmm. um, like a lot, a lot. I mean, there, there was, I, I missed out on first steps and, and birthdays and things. Fuck, fuck that. Fuck that. Like whatever it is you got to do, whether you, I don't however, you know your your work's attendance policy. Fuck that. Make make time. Push it as make much as you fucking can time. to be there for your kid. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, like I, I mean, arguably, when we go to work, we are literally selling bits of our soul and our time to a company that does not value us and will have us replaced at the drop of a fucking within hat. within twelve hours. Yeah, but what what's never going to change is the time that you get to go to your kid's first sporting event. Right. Their first tournament for whatever. Like, those are memories and moments that if you miss them, you will never fucking get back. And, and they won't, they'll remember that you weren't there. Back. They'll remember that you weren't there for those moments, for, like, yeah. the first games or the first, like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So... Uh, which is why I tell the girls, you know, we, this weekend... Um, you know, Kinsey has her first club volleyball tournament up in Indianapolis. Um, and cool. I'll fucking burn a vacation time. Like, I don't, right. I don't give a shit. Right. Uh, Gabby has softball. Like, I will not miss your first game. And I tell all the girls, say, you know, whatever it may be, like your first your first game, your first tournament, things like that, like, I will not miss. No. I may miss some of the shit in the middle, 
but I won't miss your first one and I won't miss any of your tournaments. Right. You won't uh, miss the big shit. Yeah, no. I right. mean, you know, you, you're playing a local fucking rec league, like, okay, Dad can miss that one. Right. Oh, with, with club volleyball, like, you know, we're, this year alone, uh, we're, we're already six grand in. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's fucking expensive. Jesus. Um, but, you know, going out of town and then traveling and things like that. Right, all that contributes uh, to it. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, what, so on the piece that, like, time's the most, time is the advice that you wish you could give yourself at an earlier age. Is there a piece of advice that you did receive that turned out to be, like, complete fucking bullshit? Yeah, that girls are easier to raise than boys. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know who told you that, because all I've heard is that boys are easier than girls. Oh my god, dude, girls, it's a fucking nightmare. Um, <laughs> I can't, like, I don't even know where to fucking begin, man. Like, it's, it's, uh, I wouldn't trade it. I, I really At all, right. But, you know, I, it was, I believe it was my mom that was like, oh, like, you know, they, girls are easier. No, 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 the fuck they're not. No, they're not. Do any of your, you have both your brothers, they both have daughters, don't they? Uh, Dustin does. Darren yeah. only has two little boys. Okay. And then Dustin just has, does he have one girl or is it multiple kids? One. He has one little girl and between him and his old lady, they have five kids. Judas and Priest. Trent, yeah, Trent, yeah, Trent is the only girl. My God. God. <laughs> yeah, but she, she's as fucking mean as they come. Oh, yeah, she has to be. She's got four fucking brothers. Oh, no, it ain't even their fault. It's Dustin's fault. Like, I, no, that yeah. makes sense. That makes that makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah. I get it, man. I mean, fuck. Uh, do you feel like your parenting style is different than your brother's or any in any way? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we all have our own little ways Quirks. of dealing with things. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dustin is a lot a lot of old school. Um, yeah. Bob he, is he's the oldest, so of, I get that. You know, yeah. Bob is a lot of of this this new school stuff. Um, and, and I kind of fall kind of right like in the fucking middle. middle. Yeah, yeah, right in the fucking middle. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, I get it. <clears throat> so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not running around fucking ripping table legs off and smacking kids with wooden paddles and holes and shit drilled. You know what I mean? Right, right. But, not that old but school, but like, like, yeah, no, my girls, my girls also understand that like dad's dad's belt can clear all seven of his belt loops in about point zero two fucking seconds if need be. That's a lot of belt, so, man. That's a lot of belt. it's a lot of belt to go fast yeah no shit uh so do you have like other parenting styles like do you guys see the way that other people do things and like adopt that into your own like way of doing things or is it kind of like you guys figuring this shit out on your own so back i'm gonna answer this but it also goes back to a question you had asked previous about the, the best advice um, a lot of parenting is, is figuring shit out as you go. Um, you can, 
you can read all the books you want. You can look at all the fucking magazines. You can you can try things, but ninety nine percent of what you do as a parent is all fucking on the fly. Right, figuring it's, shit out. I mean, it's 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 all just like okay, well, what the fuck? How the fuck? Like what I, works like, for you in that moment? I don't fucking know anything about raising little girls. Is there um, like how much? I bet you could probably like fill a book with the amount of shit that you didn't fucking know. Oh. Fuck hell. Um, <laughs> Volumes. Like, I, I'd, I'd fill a fucking library. No shit. Um, you know, like, I even, like, did you know that there's a proper way to change a diaper? No, like, man. I didn't. Okay, I'm at the, at the beginning of this whole pregnancy journey. I didn't even know what the fuck a mucus plug was. I, I know now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, look, I'm not laughing at you, but I'm fucking laughing at you. Um, no, I get even, it. Even though I knew that, um, <clears throat> but no, like I just, just fucking weird, fucking just off the wall, left field shit. Like I, I don't, like, does it matter if you have a bottle warmer or if you just fucking throw it in a microwave? No, not even. No, it doesn't matter. There, it does not like, fucking matter. I realized that about most, if not, I'd say fifty, seventy-five percent of the shit that they tell you that you need to raise a kid. You don't fucking need it. Nope. No. Nope. Not even. Uh, This whole fucking bottle warmer thing that takes fucking 35 minutes, 40 minutes to fucking heat up the bottle to to appropriate. Fuck that. Shake the bottle up, throw it in the microwave for 15 seconds. Shake it up again, you're good. It'd be fine. Like, literally perfectly fine. Uh, Yeah. And whoever invented that goddamn diaper genie thing, they're a fucking crook. Um... We've been gifted one, and we do like it's just sitting in our basement. Bro, you'll never use it. Uh, That doesn't surprise me. So I I take that back. You'll use it for like the first week, maybe two, and then what you're gonna realize is a the bags don't really trap odors. Uh, It's the same as having a regular fucking garbage bag in there. And b, um, if you're gonna do that, just throw it in the fucking regular garbage. Like you're literally gonna be emptying that thing out like fucking four or five times a week fuck off it's fucking bonkers dude and that's the other thing like baby shit and piss like no fucking other a lot all the time that's all they do they shit piss cry and eat yeah I get it they're living the dream yeah I hope to be there in about another 30 years come on 30 that's pushing it (laughs) no no well yeah no physically I can still do all those things for now I'll be alright yeah Without yeah, without assistance, with that, I don't know, but it's, it's a little rough to wipe my own ass. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, it's it's hard to get the arms back there. Well, you know, it's just because they creak and pop, not because I'm fat. Fuck you. Every time, every time I stand up off the fucking floor, my knee pops like a motherfucker. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Doesn't hurt. Just pops like a motherfucker. Just sounds like I'm eating a fucking bowl of cereal. <laughs> Every time. Uh, is are there like any extra like any more anecdotes or anything like that that you want to share about being a dad or anything like that? Uh, yeah. Uh, don't waste your time, energy, or effort on a fucking baby shower. We're not planning them. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's it's pointless. Um, <clears throat> the one thing I would say, and I feel like every dad needs to know this. If you don't know about them, have a diaper party. Yeah, no, uh, I'm Megan's uh, cousin 
uh, our wedding officiant is are apparently already planning to throw me one. So. Yeah, dude, it's fantastic. Like you literally just provide the beer, and all your buddies show up with diapers. Like it's it's fucking great. Yeah, uh, apparently you go through a lot of fucking diapers. You will, uh, but I, I, your babies grow incredibly fast. They grow the most, and I think it's the first six months. Yeah. Percentile so, wise. Like, like, so like, if you have a diaper party, like, as long as one person like brings like a box of newborn diapers or two boxes of newborn diaper, whatever it may be, like that's literally all you're gonna need. And yeah. then immediately you're going to be in one to three months. Right. And then by the time your kid's like two months, you're going to be in fucking six-month diapers. Right. So it's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, diaper parties are fantastic. Fan, fan-fucking-tastic. Like, as, 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 a, as a father, like, you spend 100 bucks on beer and, like, little fucking finger foods. Like, you, know, you fuck. You'll have diapers for the first eight, nine months of your kid's life. See, that's... Oh, man. Fucking, I love to hear that. Diapers, fucking... Looking at diapers and looking at, like, the price of diapers, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Apparently, kids are expensive. That's... Yes. Yes, they are. Um, let's see. What else? So, yeah, diaper party. Uh, don't even bother fucking getting newborn clothes. I mean, honestly. Um, we've, been, we've been gifted a lot of clothes already from friends that Megan has at school or like well, where she works but then like my sister had her two boys and then like my brother my youngest brother had his daughter so like we're getting shit and we're just like we don't care what it looks like because we're not finding out the gender at all until the baby comes so it's like fucking just give us whatever the kid's gonna throw up and shit in it anyway yep um so you guys are waiting? Like, you guys are doing the whole surprise motherfucker? A surprise motherfucker up, like, fucking day of. Fuck. Babies do April 10th, so hopefully we find out on April 10th. <laughs> oh, man. I hope the baby gets born nine days earlier, man. Fuck you. But. Oh, just think about it. Like, every year you can tell your kid you forgot their birthday. April Fool's. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but that's the last. That's the last thing I want. I don't want my kid to think it was a joke. No, no, they just gotta look at their father for that one. Yes, 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 yes. They do. <laughs> I will tell. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Oh man. I think. Yeah, I, no, I mean, just I breathe it all in, man. Take take it for what it is. It's one hell of a fucking adventure, man. But it's it's an adventure that you're gonna absolutely love. Uh, and when you find yourself unsure, not knowing, or even just a little bit lost, um, just just make the best decision that you can and move forward with it, but stick to that decision. Right. So make a decision and fucking stick to it. Yep, pretty much. Be confident in your decision. Always going to be confident. Yeah. All right, well, I think that about wraps it up. Wraps it up. Uh, do you have a dad joke that you would like to share? Oh, oh, buddy, I got, I got a million of them. I just need one. <laughs> just need one. Uh, did you know that Edgar Allan Poe had a brother? No. Yeah, he 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 wasn't as famous as Edgar, but his name was Ty. Ty Poe. <laughs> Typo.
<laughs> All right, I gotta fucking go. This was fucking terrible. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna sign us off here. Uh, that's it for this episode of High Podcasting. I'm Dad. You can follow us on Twitter at official Dadcast, and you can find us on Facebook. You can listen to us literally anywhere at this point. Um, hope you enjoyed it. <laughs>